guys, it's Jasmine, and welcome to episode three of Cliteracy. I don't really know how I'm going to get started with this one, if I'm being completely honest. I, I know I have a lot that I want to say, and I really hope that I'm able to get to it all today. If I'm being completely honest, I know that I will not be able to film this episode more than once. I've been gearing myself up to film this. I'm going to be getting real deep and personal, and I'm going to be talking to you about some things that I really beat myself up over for a really long time. And we're going to kind of be going through a story together, and I'm going to share things that I was once ashamed of, and that sometimes I still do get that inkling of shame. It like kind of comes in, you know what I'm saying? My heart's like beating really fast, you guys. <laughs> so I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I'm going to be open with you guys, and I'm going to let you in on a little bit of my crazy I guess is what you can say. But I know that I'll probably get teary-eyed at some points. I like, I'm sure you can probably already hear it in my voice. And with that, I know that I just won't be able to film this episode more than once. I really try and make like the production quality really great for you guys. If I'm being completely honest, like you're just gonna have to, you're just gonna have to deal with it in this episode. So if I, um, if I stutter or if I lose my train of thought or if it's just not like the greatest, it's just because... I can't refilm this, you guys. Um, so I'm basically just going to be talking all in one take, and then hopefully, hopefully you'll get something from that. This episode, I don't really know where to start. I know that's just kind of been on my heart, and I ask that you guys go in to this with an open mind because I'm going to be real honest about some of the things I've done. And you're gonna, like I said, you're going to see a little bit of my crazy. I really wanted to get into the root of insecurity with relationships in this one. And you're going to see how insecurity basically like ruined me. It really made me lose myself and made me lose who I am. And obviously, like, I don't know if many of you guys have been in the situation where you've dealt with a similar experience to I, not even in your relationship. But I, I went to my Instagram story and I was like, insecurity, no matter where it comes from, no matter where you're dealing with it. Like whether it's um, with relationships or whether it's with like body image or whether it's with the people around you. Like if you feel like you're stuck in this constant state of comparing yourself to other people, no matter what way that it's like bubbling up in your life, no matter how it's presenting itself in your life, insecurity is insecurity. I said this in the video, it's cut from the same cloth, but it just shows up in different shapes. It shows up in different ways. And so one of the ways that I talk about my insecurity is through my relationships in the past. Like I said, it was something that I really struggled with and I struggled with a lot of blame and a lot of shame and a lot of beating myself up over it. So I guess I should just start. So I think the moment where I realized that this is something that I had struggled with was when it presented itself in a different way in my life. There was this person who basically stalked me from early November of 2019 to mid-March 2020. I'm not going to go into like the whole semantics of it, but this, this person was continuously looking at my stuff and would watch my stuff and I knew something was off and you guys are just going to have to trust me when I say it's a gut feeling and my intuition was off. At the beginning, a lot of my friends were like, no, this is normal. Like, you know, you do your Instagram stalking. Like, we've all done it before. But I felt in my bones that this was different and this wasn't, like, a normal situation. That it wasn't coming from, like, a place of, like, genuine curiosity. I blocked their accounts at the beginning of the year. The, the ones that I knew of. And then in March, I realized that this person had actually been watching my stuff through another account. I don't know how long for. I don't know if it was continuous. I just knew that they were using this account to look at my stuff. I 
in no way, shape, or form am judging this person. In no way was I judging that person. I just was watching this go down and I was watching the steps this person was taking to continue to quote unquote check up on me. And I realized that they were acting in a similar manner to one that I would have acted in. That is kind of the story. I don't want to go too deep into it because obviously like there's people's privacies that I need to respect. But we are going to talk about how I was that person. We're going to talk about how it really fucked me over, you guys. Okay, I'm going to try and make this lighthearted. I'm going to try and make this fun. I know that normally I come in with like a smile on my face. I'm just really nervous and I'm really scared. And that's one of the things like when you when you put yourself in such a vulnerable situation, it can be hard. Like, I mean, there's people knowing things about me that it took me years to realize and you guys are learning about it in like 30 minutes, you know? So senior year starts and I changed, you guys. I, I changed. And I look back and I just don't even recognize who I was. I, you guys, I mean, obviously you guys know this when, when I was telling the story of how I lost my virginity. Like, that decision to lose my virginity, it was like kind of the start of me trying to change who I was or change the idea of myself and trying to be like emotionally mature even though I was just not I was literally 17 you guys I was not in the position to be doing that but I was trying to make myself into this person who like could be loved or could be treated with respect or could be like viewed as just deserving and like I was just I was I don't know what I was trying to do but I was just being like okay maybe if I stop doing this Maybe if I stopped doing this, maybe if I didn't talk about this, things would be different. Maybe, like, he wouldn't feel so inferior to me. Because that was something that was always, he struggled with, was, like, the idea that, like, oh, you're dating Jasmine. Like, how did you ever get that? Like, he would get comments like that. Or, like, the fact that they're, like, oh, she had so many accomplishments, which, like, I didn't, you guys. <laughs> what did I do in high school? Nothing. But I was just, like, if I just change who I am, if I just stopped going after the things I loved, maybe, maybe things would be different. I did exactly that. I turned down so many opportunities. I, I stopped interning. I stopped doing campaign work. I, I stopped so many things that I loved. And, and I lost so many friends, you guys, because I was like, all my time, all my energy needs to go into this. Because in my mind, I was like, this is my person. This is my best friend. He he knows me better than anyone else has ever known me. I know him better than most. And so in my mind, I was just like, let me put all my time, all of my energy into him. And he became my only friend. Like I, I had friends, you know, I had my group of people, but I didn't hang out with them. I didn't really put in the time and effort like I used to because I was so scared that if I messed up once, if I slipped up once, I would make him cheat on me again. And there's like, first of all, there's my, like you can see the flaw in my logic. Being cheated on in no way was my fault. It was nothing that I did, but I had convinced myself that it was something that I had done. I convinced myself that 
I, I did something. I did something that warranted this. I did something that deserved this. And that's why you see a lot of girls, a lot of women who get stuck in relationships like this or who they get stuck in relationships where they're gaslit or they're emotionally manipulated. And I'm not saying like that was my situation in total, but you see a lot of people who enter into similar situations or similar relationships and they start saying sorry for things that they've convinced themselves or they've been told are their fault, but they're not. And that was where I was. I was just not me. And when you're not living authentically, when you're not being yourself, when you're not living in the way that you should be in the sense that like when you're not being true to yourself and your beliefs and going after the things that you love, you start to kind of break off into pieces. And what I mean by that is like, I felt like I was in this constant tug of war because I was like, I want to be able to do these things, like write bills and go up to Sacramento and lobby because these were some of the opportunities that I was being offered. But in my head, I was thinking if he feels like I'm better than him in any way, if he feels like I'm, I'm, I'm doing things that he'll never amount to, what if he goes and cheats on me again because he's trying to find validation in these girls because he doesn't feel validated by dating me? He feels inferior when he dates me. And so in my mind, I was like, if I, if I do these things, maybe that will stop it. But like I said, it was a tug of war because I was like, these are my passions. These are what I want to do. But I was like putting myself in this box and I was confining myself. And I was like, no, you need to suppress what you want to do. You need to suppress you going after your dream because you don't want to do anything that warrants this. And that is such a toxic mindset to have you guys, because when you aren't able, like I said, when you aren't able to live authentically, not only are you in this constant tug of war, which is so physically and emotionally exhausting. It is so exhausting to do that. You also like lash out in different ways. Like for me, I was angry and I was bitter and I was hurting and I had never healed. I had never given myself the opportunity to heal. And I was so angry. I would pick fights. I would pick like really bad, like fights over the stupidest things, you guys. Like in no way am I perfect. In no way am I perfect. But I would pick fights over things like not being able to go on a trip together. And I would pick fights over, I don't know, like I, I can't think of them right now because uh, trauma, I try not, I don't, I really don't have any, any memory, you guys. Um, little side note, I don't have any memory and it's actually quite scary. I don't remember anything from my childhood. I don't remember anything from pretty much the two, first two years of high school. I remember a lot of what people have told me and I've actually taken those on as my memories and I'm very aware of it. So like my family or my cousins will be like, do you remember this when we were young? And they'll tell me and I'll have no recollection of that, but I'll take what they remember or what they've told me and I'll make that my memory. I'm like, oh yeah, I do remember it. So I'll like picture it in my head and I'll make that a memory, but I, I do not have any memories. So it's really hard for me to like recall. So I, I was in this point where I was picking apart every single piece of me, but I was also in this state where I was in a constant tug of war with myself. And then I was also... I know so many things are going on with me in senior year, you guys. I was also starting to go crazy because when you are in that situation, that was just how my brain was coping with it. I, when I had gotten cheated on the first time, I was like, I hope you know that I will never be the same after this. I hope you know that I will never trust you in a similar way and that I will always be ready to bolt. And that is like, that's my like, that's my coping mechanism. I am always one foot out the door, you guys. And I'm always ready to like pick things up. 
I have a friend where she she she's on that level, but to an extreme. Like she does not attach to things because she is like, you know what? If shit goes down, I don't want to have any attachments. So it's very easy for her to like not make any emotional attachments to friends. Like she's very like she's the type of person where she can just pick herself up and she'll be fine. And I'm similar in that way where it's like I'm always ready to bolt. You know, like if something happens, I'm ready to hijack it the other way and pick myself up. And that was where I was in that situation. I was like, I will never be the same. I will always be one foot out the door in case I have to protect myself again. And I did, obviously, because I got cheated on later that year. It was very small actions. And you could see like the wheels in my brain were starting to get like fucked up, you guys. I started to get paranoid and I started to go a little wacky, a little wackadoodle. I'm a little wacky, but it would be like very small things. Like, you know, where you see the memes on Twitter where it's like when they're checking your phone or something like that, like you need to drop them. I was that girl. I started checking text messages. I started to read through text messages. I I started and I would just be sitting there and I'd just be reading through and he's like, why are you reading through my messages? And I was like, oh, no reason. But in my mind, I was like, maybe, maybe I'll catch something. I, we had each other on find my friends. And I would look at his location. Like it was very small things that began to bubble in senior year. As I was fighting all this, as I was changing myself, as I was just like, I I would wake up and I wouldn't even recognize who I was because like the insecurity and the thoughts and the lies and the deceit I was telling myself, it was clouding over my own, like my own ability to recognize who I was. I had no idea who I was by the end of senior year. And I felt like so broken because I was like, I always told myself that I would never enter into a relationship like this, where I just feel like complete shit all the time, where I feel like completely trashed, where I feel so unloved because that's how it was some of the times. Like, obviously, like I look back on this relationship and there's, there's so much love in my heart for this relationship. I know like, you're probably like, okay, she just switched, but it's true. Cause I owe so much to this relationship and I'll never, ever, 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 ever regret it. But you're going to see, you're going to see later on, you guys, I did not always think like that. And it's really hard to look back on that. But like senior year, I just felt so broken. And I I felt once again, like I was in this tug of war, not only with myself, but with this relationship. Cause I was like, some days it is so, so, so good. And I feel so loved and I feel so cherished. And other days I'm picking fights or I'm scared that today is the day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to realize that I have been cheated on again. And it was like, I never knew what day it was going to be. I never knew how it was going to be. But in my mind, I had forced myself to believe that this was all I was worth. This was all I was worthy of. And that isn't true. But like I said, the insecurity was just clouding my ability to recognize that. I recognized that there was some shit and I knew it wasn't like all butterflies and rainbows. But I was just like, you know, I can settle for that 70% of good things, even if it means 30% of really, really, really bad things. I can settle, you know? And then college hits, you guys. I... I went, like, I went crazy. Like, I look back on it, and I would just 
do some of the weirdest things and I regret it. And we're going to talk about this a lot later on too. I keep saying later on, later on, because I want to get to a lot, but I would, I would go crazy. I would constantly look at his location constantly. In my mind, I was scared. I was like, why are you hanging out at people's houses until like five in the morning? Like it just scared me. And, and then I was like, why is this girl putting your arm, like her arm around you? Like, I got so paranoid and I got so, so, so scared because at this point I I had been cheated on twice that I know of. I know it was more, you guys, and I appreciate everyone who's reached out to me to tell me that in some way or another. Respectfully, please don't tell me. I I know it was more, but I I don't need to know it other than the two times. I'm just not in a place where I want to know that. I want to keep like what good memories I have of that relationship good, you know? Sorry. It, it was that. It was just like I became paranoid and he could sense it because I'd be like, who is this person? I just, I went crazy. I stalked. I see, I tell him, I'm telling you, I stalked people. I got scared. I would be like, why are you here? I needed like constant validation and it broke me and it broke us because it wasn't healthy and it was not working. And once again, I was in this place where I was like, it's all my fault. I did this. I am the reason that we we broke up because I couldn't get my insecurity in check because I couldn't get myself in check because there was just no trust from my end. And I wanted so, so, so badly. I wanted him to be that person so badly. Like... <laughs> I, I, in high school, I used to be like, oh, I'm never dating in high school. I don't believe that you can love at this age. I don't believe that you can get married at this age. And then when I started dating him, I was like, maybe, like maybe, just maybe this is my person. Maybe God found it, like gave it to me easy because he's known how much shit I went through. And so maybe he, he blessed me with this early on. And I wanted so, so badly for it to be everlasting. So badly that I knocked off huge pieces of who I am. So badly that I drove myself crazy. So badly that I was so angry and so upset. And that I picked fights over the stupidest things. I wanted it so badly that I was able to look past all that, you know? And I was trying to make myself way more emotionally mature than I actually was. And then we broke up and that was hard. You know, to be told that you aren't on the same level of Christianity, that he doesn't see you as a godly person. He sees you as merely just a Christian, that He wanted a wife who was going to be a pastor. And at the end of the day, he didn't see you as someone he could marry. Like, that's hard to hear. How do you go through that? How do you hear all these things about you and not blame yourself, you know? After that breakup, with any breakup process, with any breakup process, you guys, it's very up and down, okay? It's very like there are some days where you are so good and then there are some days where you are so bad. So like the next day, I was bad. Like I was, I laid in bed. I didn't eat anything. My friends had to break into my room and like spoon feed me oatmeal because like, I don't know. I had just been told that you're not enough for me. 
after I had done everything in my mind to be enough. After I tried so, so hard to be enough for him. And I just felt like, well, if I'm not enough for this person who cheats on me all the time, if I'm not enough for a person like that, how will I ever find someone else? That was what I was telling myself. And I remember all I wanted to do was just call my mom and she was in the Bahamas. <laughs> or she, I, uh, Jamaica, I don't know. She was somewhere fancy, okay? <laughs> Turks and Caicos, I don't know where she was. She was on a girl's trip and I just wanted to call her and I wanted to cry and I wanted to be like, mom, <laughs> be sad for me. And um, I remember, so Saturday I was just dead. Like I, that was where I was, you know, how it's that up and down, up and down. The next day it was five in the morning. This is kind of crazy. I hear like a buzz and I don't normally wake up to my phone buzzing, but I woke up and my mom was like, Hey sweetie, like I, I got some Wi-Fi. I saw your text. And we had like this full ass heart to heart. And she was like, those are lies that have been spoken upon you. Like those are complete lies. Like you, her, like him saying that you're not going into minute, like just like the things that was, were spoken over me. She's like, those are lies and you are more than enough. And you are worthy of so much more. And I remember like every chain that was over me. It was like five in the morning on a Sunday. I was laying in bed. And I just remember like every weight that I held over myself, it completely shed. And I was like, you know what? I am worth so much more than this. I am worth so much more than this. Like I deserve to be loved. I deserve to be cherished. I deserve to be viewed as if like nothing else in the world comes in comparison to me. And so that was me on Sunday. I got bro I got dumped on Friday. I was a mess on Saturday. And then Sunday I came out from it and I was like, let's do this, bitches. <laughs> that was how I was. But obviously with any breakup, you go through those trials. You go through those ups and downs, especially when you are battling yourself. So we are going to be getting into how I had to learn to shut up that lying part of my brain, that part of my brain that just... <sighs> fucked me over you guys and I don't know what kind of insecurity you're going through I don't know what is being spoken over you I don't know if it has something to do with your family if you're being like lies are being spoken over to you with your family and you are believing that I don't know if it has something to do with your body if you look in the mirror or you open snapchat or I mean instagram and you see everyone else with these quote-unquote perfect bodies I don't know what where insecurity is coming from. I don't know if you believe like that you'll never amount to something, but I'm here to tell you right now, those are all lies. Those are all lies. And I know how hard it is to shed that. I know, you guys, I'm speaking from experience. You are going to see me. I'm going to talk about some things in a second and you are going to see all that up and down. You're going to see that it is not a perfect road. You're going to see that. I know I woke up that Sunday and I was like, let's do this. I am good. But that next day I was crying again. Like you are going to see this over and over again, but you have to give yourself grace and that's something that I'm going to be talking about, giving myself grace, because I didn't give myself grace. It took a really long time to get to that point. So, you guys ready? Are you guys ready for this? We are going to be sharing some of my journal entries. I'm going to walk you through it all, and you're going to see where I went a little berserk. You're going to see it in my wording. I'm going to talk about some of the things that really affected me after, as I was battling this, as I was trying to come up from the hole that I had dug myself into or like the box that I had placed myself into because I had stripped apart so many aspects of who I was 
And I had made myself believe that this was all I was worthy of. And I had stopped myself from so many amazing opportunities. I had closed the door on them. I, ha- I had tried to make myself as like inconspicuous as possible in that sense. And I felt so low. And I just felt like I was never going to get to a point where I could be myself again. But now, you guys, I feel like I'm at that point. I'm at that point where I've had so much growth. I've had so much growth. I seriously, so I joke around and I say that I peak in high school or I peaked in high school because sometimes I believe that. But there are so many people who they'll be like, you, you grew a lot in senior year. Because at the same time, like as I was battling that whole, like that whole shit show of senior year, I mean, I did grow a lot in like being able to like understand myself and be self-aware. And there are so many people who are like, wow, we thought you had a lot of growth in senior year, but you've had so much growth from senior year to first freshman year of college. And it's great to be able to be like, wow, like what I'm doing is working like uh, the weights that I'm shedding off my body that are being lifted from my shoulders people are noticing that change you know but it's also highlighting the point that like we are always evolving and we are involving individuals and that we we go through so much shit and that it's important to be self-aware of the way that we react to things it's important to be self-aware to the way that to what we tell ourselves in certain situations to the insecurity that we carry it's important to be self-aware of all this because i'm not i'm not gonna lie to you like there are some days where i still feel insecure like insecure it can it can kind of insecurity sorry and the lies and the deceit that you tell yourself it can kind of creep up every once in a while like you can be in a good place and then shit just comes crashing down and that's okay i mean it's it's like i said it's important to give yourself grace And we're going to be going through that process or like, I guess my process of it. So y'all heard my craziness. You guys knew I went a little crazy. And so, like I said, I was pretty much done with the breakup that Sunday after I I was done with it. But there were days where you're going to see, I still sometimes sunk back into that one aspect of if I change who I am, if I change the person that I am, maybe, maybe something else will happen. You're going to see that. And you're also going to see my process in ending like friendship with this person, which was way harder than the breakup itself, you guys, like way harder. So I have my notebook, okay? I actually started this notebook a couple days after I had, no, not a couple days. I'm looking at the date, about a month after. And I'm gonna be reading you some of my journal entries. You're gonna probably hear the pages flip. I hope that's like ASMR to you. My journal is, um. well, this is not, okay. This is, it's a weird thing. This is like my prayer journal, my journal, my like thoughts my it's just an everything journal it's it's kind of like my christian journal i guess you could say because all of these letters are addressed to god so you're like this is how i kind of pray as i write a letter to god and i'm going to be sharing with you some of my letters to him <sighs> so this is the very first one i wrote i don't really know how to start this off but i'm really trying to work on growing my relationship with you and being able to converse with you first i just wanted to say that i acknowledge your presence i know you're here with me as i write these words even if it is still hard for me to hear your voice this week has been really hard for me to be told that you aren't meant for a person even though you really believe you are it is very difficult i really want to believe that maybe we can come back to each other after we both truly worked on ourselves but I know you don't want me to do that or think like that because it is setting me up for a lot of hurt. It is just really hard not to think like that sometimes. I don't know why, but I'm so afraid of doing life without so-and-so. I know I shouldn't be because you're here with me, but I still am. I'm scared of the possibility of changes in our friendship because I want him by my side. I know that he keeps saying we will be all right and we'll always be in each other's lives. It is just hard for me to imagine that at this moment, I pray that you will continue to guide me and make your presence clear to me in this next season of my life. I pray that I will be able to grow deeper with you. I pray for a lot of strength and guidance in the years to come. 
I pray that you will show me the plans you have for me, whomever they might be with. I pray that during this time, I will really work on my anger and insecurities with you. I want to be able to have two-hour conversations with you and encounters with you and the Holy Spirit, but I don't really know where to start. It's hard because I've always wanted to hear the actual voice of God, so even when I'm hearing you as myself, I'm less open to it. I've been really struggling with this breakup, and I wish I wasn't. I wish I could have bounced back as quickly as I wanted to, but I guess I couldn't. It's so hard right now, especially when we're both hurting. But I know you have great plans in store for us, even if it is hard for me to see it right now. I really hope that these next couple of days will bring a lot of healing to myself and -and so-and-so. I don't want to feel like this anymore. I want to be genuinely okay with my future friendship with so-and-so and the loss slash growth that comes with it. It is really hard not to know the plans you have for me right now, and the role that so-and-so will play in my life. I know that I just need to continue to pray on this and just know that you're always working even when I can't see it. I know that I am worth more than what so-and-so can give me right now. I know that he is worth more than what I can give him right now. That there were a lot of cracks in the foundations of our relationship because of our own insecurities. That's why I know we both need to focus on ourselves right now. But when I think along those lines, the possibility of getting back together always comes to mind. I don't want to have my growth be centered around that thought process. I want to focus on me right now with no expectations for the future. That is just hard to do because I'm human and I let my brain wander off to the what-ifs a lot. I pray that Sacramento will be good for us. Very healing. I know so-and-so got closure from Seattle, so I hope I get actual closure from Sacramento. It was really hard for me to hear that from so-and-so last night. I understand the reasoning behind it, but it honestly shattered my heart. I don't know if he meant to, but I don't think he understood the weight those words held for me. I've never experienced that much hurt and pain from just one text message before. I honestly wish I could just skip school and see my mom for a little because these weeks have been so hard on me. I hope that she comes over soon for some good one-on-one time. I hope that I can have an encounter with you soon. That would be really cool, and I'd like that a lot. I just want to say thank you for all my blessings. Thank you for always extending grace to me. Thank you for always loving me and being there for me. Thanks for always meeting me in the middle. So that is the first entry, I guess you can say. And you can see that I was still thinking along the lines of if I change myself maybe he'll see that I'm enough and I I was very aware of that I was very aware that that was my mindset and I knew it wasn't a healthy mindset but it was still hard because for a year prior that had been my only mindset you know so I was like okay I I'm aware of this and I need to work on this but it was still something that still crept up and another thing that really sucked is that I always let my brain wander off to the what ifs and that's so hard when you're trying to be in a, in a process where you're trying to heal and where you're trying to move past something, it's really hard to do that because you're like, if I hadn't have done this or if I hadn't had done this, and this is like in any situation, whether it's friendships, relationships, whatever it may be, sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in that idea that like, if I hadn't had picked this stupid, stupid fight, where would we have been? Or even the idea for me, something that I always, always beat myself up over was... Well, I had genuinely convinced myself that that we were going to be together forever. So I didn't care about the stupid fights because I thought that we had the rest of our lives. And then looking back and realizing it was only two years and you're like, why did I make these stupid fights? Why did I let my anger get the best of me? Why did I do this? Why did I check on his phone? Why did I read through his text messages? Why did I let my insecurity fuck us over? Because in this moment, in this very first entry, I just blamed myself. All I did was blame myself. And I was like, this is all my fault. I basically was like, you suck, Jasmine. Because I was just lying to myself. And there are so many of us who lie to ourselves. I don't know 
Like, and obviously I know I'm speaking from a situation of relationships, but I know that you guys can look back and you can think to a situation where you've done the same exact thing, where you've lied to yourself, where you've blamed yourself for things that are out of your control or for things that are not necessarily your fault or for the way that you are reacting to your surroundings. Because a lot of my insecurities, a lot of the way that I was acting, it was me like retaliating to my surroundings, retaliating to what's happening. It was the way that I was, that I was trying to grasp all the craziness, all the cheating, all the lies, all the deception. It was, it was how I was trying to process it. And so, yeah, I didn't act in like a mature way. Yeah, I acted crazy. Yeah, I drove myself crazy. Yes, I was, I was always ready to bolt but it was just how I was reacting and there's so many of us who blame ourselves for reacting in such a way when it's like maybe yes maybe you shouldn't have acted in that way maybe you should have been more aware of it but you need to give yourself grace because that's how you were reacting in regards to the situation that you found yourself in. And like, it was not necessarily your fault, but I had convinced myself to believe that it was all my fault. Okay, so the next one. I think this weekend brought a lot of healing for me. And I mean that genuinely. I just have to remind myself that this is, that it is addition to his life and not replacement. I also have to trust that everything will be okay and that he does want me in his life. I pray that we can work through my insecurities together. I pray that we can work through some of the guilt I'm feeling about my relationship with so-and-so. One of the things I was so scared of was, like you can say, not having him as my best friend. I didn't need him as a boyfriend. I didn't want that, but I really needed him as my best friend or I convinced myself that I needed him as my best friend. And so I was so, so, so scared of losing him as my best friend. I was so scared. And in these months, you can see that neither of us handled this in a way that we should have. And we used each other as emotional punching bags. You know how like when senior year I would wake up and I'd be like, is this a good day? Or is this a day that I find out I'm cheated on for again or for a second time before I actually found out I was cheated on for a second time? You know, that was how it was after our breakup. I was like, is this a day where I just get to talk to my best friend? Or is this a day where my best friend explodes at me and takes out all of his anger and all of his aggression and everything he's feeling is this a day where he does that to me where he just hurts me and says things that he knows are gonna hurt me and is this a day where I retaliate in the same exact way like I, d I didn't know and you see that a lot you see that I'm so so scared to not be his best friend because we used to promise each other that like we would be best friends even if we broke up we would be best friends and I was so scared of that even though like even after we had broken up we were fighting and we were yelling at each other and we would get into screaming matches because we were both so angry and so hurt for other things that were going on in each other's lives and we just used each other as scapegoats you know you all ready and you're gonna see this idea where I was so scared of being replaced as the best friend. I was so, so, so scared of being replaced as the best friend. Not replacement, just addition. You bring something that cannot be replaced. You carry a certain energy slash vibration that cannot be filled by anything other than you. Don't be anxious because it is not replacement. And I would write this over and over and over again. I bring something that cannot be replaced. I carry a certain energy and vibration that cannot be filled by anything other than me. I am worthy of someone's love, their pure love. I am worthy of it all. I will not settle for someone who does not see my value. I will not settle for someone who does not see my worth. I will not settle for someone who does not love me with all their might. I will not settle for someone who does not wake up every day wait, ready to fight for me. And I just said that over and over and over again. It's not replacement, it's just addition. And then here's another one where you see that I just, 
I was in this constant state of blaming myself, of shooting myself down and not giving myself grace. Sometimes I get nervous and I overthink a lot of things. It tends to add to a lot of guilt I'm feeling. I overthink all the times I fought with so-and-so over something stupid. I overthink all the times I have never appreciated him as much as he deserves. I overthink the way I acted as soon as we became long distance. I became so afraid that he would find someone better. I think I'm still afraid of that. I'm still afraid of the idea of replacement, but I've been reminding myself that I bring something no one can replicate. I keep reminding myself it isn't replacement, just addition. But even with all that reminding, I'm still so scared. I shouldn't be because he constantly reminds me, but I am. I'm anxious that he will realize there are better people than I. I'm anxious he will want to stop being my friend. I am anxious he will get angry at me. I'm anxious that eventually he will just stop talking to me. I'm anxious about a lot of silly things I have no control of, so I'm asking you to take this weight off my shoulders. My shoulders. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> and this is the day that he told me that we couldn't be friends anymore. Or that we couldn't be best friends anymore. He said that we could be friends, but it was weird that he was still so close to me. That people told him it was really weird that he, he was still so close to me and still viewed me as one of his people. I remember I didn't understand it. I mean, I understand it now. But I remember I was like, when you were breaking up with me, you basically tore down every inch of me. And then you were like, but I still need you in my life. I still need you in my life as my best friend. Promise me that we'll always be each other's person. Promise me that we'll always be in each other's lives because I need you and I don't know how I'm going to do life without you. Like you said those things to me. And then I do exactly that. And all of a sudden now you're telling me that it's weird. That people are telling you that it's weird. And I remember just like not being able to comprehend that. Because like I said, I was so scared of doing life without my best friend. So, so, so scared. And I would always, I was always wandering to this place where I was like, what if I hadn't have done this? Like, what if I had never agreed to date him? Because then I would still have my best friend. And that was my mindset. Like, you're going to see this later. Oh my God, I keep dropping you. Sorry, guys. You're going to see this mindset later on too. I was just so, so trapped in blaming myself in like sporadically and systematically going over my past actions like I would just lay awake at night and I would just think of like different alternatives things I could have done things I could have said what could I have done differently what could I like that would be you hear that do you hear that like how I like my voice rose and how you probably just got like anxiety from that that was how I was I was just that like what's the word I was um not festering I was oh shoot I was um fixating. I was fixating on this and this was my life. And in my head, I was thinking if I would have never agreed to do this with him, if I would have never agreed to go out with him, would he still be here? Would he still be my best friend? Like, and I was just trying to figure out like, what could I have done differently? What could I have done to make him still be my friend? You know, do you see, do you see this? You guys, do you see how crazy I got? Do you see how attached I got in the sense that I did not know how to be my own person? I didn't know how to be myself because I, I had attached myself to his hip. I felt like a fucking conjoined twin. You know, I, I didn't know what to do. And you're going to see that I get angry. <laughs> I am angry. Yep. I am hurt. I feel annoyed. 
I don't understand why you're doing this. I don't understand the point of putting so-and-so in my life if you tell him we can't be friend, best friends anymore. I don't get why you even put him in my life. Why did we even date? Why are you talking to him about this and not me? Why does he get responses to the questions he asks? Why does he get to the face-to-face interactions with you and not me? You told him to end this friendship and you won't even come talk to me about it? I don't understand why and I don't really want to get into the whole I need to trust you because you're literally taking my best friend away from me. You're having me replaced in his life. You are the one telling him to do this stuff. You are the one telling him to go back to being quote-unquote regular friends with me. How is that even possible? We've never been quote-unquote regular friends. So why are you doing this? What the hell is the point? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you not at least giving me the courtesy to talk to me about it? Why are you taking my best friend away from me? Why? Why would you tease me with the idea of him? Why would you make me believe that he would always be my best friend, my person, and then tell him something completely different without even bothering to talk to me? Why can't we have a face-to-face convo where I can just scream and be upset? Y'all see that? I was yelling at God. I was angry. Because when he was like, oh, all these people have been telling me that we can't be best friends. We need to be regular friends. He was like, and God told me this too. And I was like, what the hell, God? Like, what? And I remember I was like, I, so I actually ended up stopping being friends with him. Okay. So he told me this. He said that we can't be best friends. We need to be regular friends. And I said, do you not have any idea how that will look? Because you and I have never been regular friends before. Even before we started dating, we have always had this connection to one another where we have been best friends. And I'm not going to stop the way that I care for people, the way that I express myself. I'm not going to stop the way that we are friends and put myself into this box so that you feel more comfortable. You know, so that you feel like, oh, this isn't weird because you're being told that this is weird. You're telling me that God thinks that this is weird that God doesn't think this is right. I'm not going to stop who I am because you are feeling this, you know, like that, that's, I was basically, I was like, that's like making me a dog in the sense that you're putting me on a leash and you're keeping me away, but you're tugging me when you want something from me. You know, I was like, that's using me. You don't realize this, but I cannot stop who I am. I cannot stop the way that I share things or the way that I'm open with you because you feel like it's wrong because you feel like you're in the wrong for connecting with me as a friend in this way. And that was the first time that I stood up for myself, you guys. And it was mainly because I was so physically tired. I was so emotionally exhausted because for months, so this is like a whole year process for the all of senior year, right? I had been changing who I was and I had been waking up every day like, is this the day that I find out I was cheated on? Is this the day that I we have a fight? Is this the day that all like shit hits the fan or is this, is this going to be a good day? And in the months after us breaking up, that did not change. Instead, it was, is this the day where I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be able to talk to my best friend? Or is this the day where I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be used as an emotional punching bag? Because there would be moments like three times a week where I don't even think he realized it. And I, I did the same exact thing, you guys. Like, in no way am I am I not... Like, I, I, I retaliated in the same exact way. But I don't think he would realize that, like, all of the anger, all of the hurt, all of the bitterness, all the aggression he was feeling, he would just explode at me. He would just say the meanest things. And so I was just so tired. And that was the very first time that I stood up for myself. I was like, I'm not going to change who I am. I'm not going to change the way that we are friends because you think that this is wrong. 
because you've been told that this is wrong because God is telling you that this is wrong. I'm not going to put myself in a box. I'm not going to chip what little I have left of me away so that you can be friends with me when it's convenient for you. And I was like, do you not realize how disrespectful it is to me that you're like, we can be friends, but at a certain distance and you need to do this and I need to do this. I was like, I can't attach rules and regulations to my friendship. I just can't. And I remember he was like, why are you giving up on this? Why are you giving up on this? I've never given up on this friendship. I've made it clear that I want you in my life and I'm trying to prolong that. So why are you giving up on this? And I was, I remember just thinking to myself, I was like, you told me when when we were breaking up that you needed me to be your best friend, that you needed to be your person, that you needed me still in your life. Like we had always promised each other. And I did exactly that. I was there every single time you yelled at me. I was there being your best friend. I, I was there once again, trying to be enough for you. And here you're telling me that People are telling you it's weird that we're so close, that God is telling you it's weird we are so close. And I remember in that moment, I was just like, I can't do it. I cannot take this one piece of whatever is left of me and shove it in a box because I feel like I have just chipped away so much of who I am. And I remember he was like, why are you giving up on me? And in that moment, I was like, this is just another thing to add to the list of how shitty of a person, how shitty of a girlfriend and a best friend I was. In that moment, you know, that list that I would go over at the end of every night and be like, maybe if you had done this, maybe if you had done this, what if you had done this? Those what ifs and those maybes that I constantly reminded myself of and I constantly beat myself over of all the fights that I picked of all the ways that I acted of all the ways that I retaliated or things that I said I added this to the list I was like not only did you act this way not only did you pick all these stupid fights not only did you go crazy not only did you start stalking his like like location not only did you do all these things that caused the end of your relationship not only are you to blame for all of these things but now you are the one that's giving up on him and that's just something to add and i remember i couldn't even see because my insecurity and my 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 perception of myself i couldn't even see that in that moment i was just putting myself first in that moment all i saw was that i was being selfish I'm the one that's giving up on him. I'm the one that's breaking my promise to him. When in reality, I was just like, I can't keep doing this for you because I'm more than enough. But every time we talk to each other, you just make me feel so little. Like you're here telling me that you can only be my friends if all of these rules and all of these regulations are attached to it. And I've done that for years now. And it's still not enough for you. I'm still not enough for you. And so... I stopped being his friend and that was so hard like how do you go from sharing your hopes and your dreams and everything you want in life and knowing someone so well how do you go from that to not talking you know that shit was hard I mean I didn't care about a breakup because at the end of the day I had my best friend and then I'm being told that I'm too much of a best friend <laughs> and then all of a sudden I didn't have him and I didn't know what to do I mean like what do you do when you wake up and you realize that you had literally gotten rid of every ounce of who you were to try and please a person that could never be pleased with you, with you, you know? And so winter break rolls around. Sorry, I gotta do some page flipping. <laughs> um, but winter break rolls around. And I remember I was, I was still so scared. I was, um, I was so scared that, that 
I, I felt this need to protect him still. And I, I still do. I think I'm always like, to some extent, I'm going to feel one way towards that. Like, even though we have no relationship, even though we aren't friends, there's like no animosity between us because we each played such a pivotal point in each other's lives that I think no matter what, we're always going to be at this like situation where we want to defend each other and where, we, where we're going to be like mama and papa bear towards each other because we grew together and there are so many things that happened in both of our lives that would not be what they are today if it hadn't have been for each other but it took me a really really long time to get to that point and you're gonna see that but once winter break rolled around I I was go I wanted to make sure that he still had friends and I wanted to make sure that he had people to hang out with because I was scared you know like we had really, we had grouped together. And then when we did go out into like the real world senior year, it was to hang out with the same people. And so I wanted to make sure that he knew that he didn't have to feel alone because he always used to, um, he always used to be upset at the idea that he didn't have his own group of people. And I know that really fucked with his mind and that really fucked with him. He always felt like they were my friends and not his. And I wanted to make sure that he knew that no matter what went down, he would always be loved in like that friend way. And he could always feel like he, he could be our friend, even if he didn't think that. And so this was right before winter break. We have not talked in a while. Healing is a very weird process. Some days I am majorly okay and other days I'm feeling like complete shit. I want him to miss me in our friendship. However, he also doesn't deserve me or our friendship. I know you have everything happen for a reason. I just wish you would show me what you're trying to teach me. I miss having him as my best friend. Why has he been acting this way? Why has he treated me so terribly this past couple of months? Why is he so different? I know the answer to that already, but I want to whine about it for a little while longer. Thank you for always listening to me rant and whine. Thank you for the strength you've given me. Thank you for the love you've shown me. Thank you for all you've blessed me with. Thank you for always being there for me. And then I planned this trip to the zoo. And it was really hard because no one wanted to go. But I really wanted to be like, you guys, we have to rally. So I kind of forced a bunch of people to go. And the night before the zoo, I actually went through everything in my room. And I got rid of like everything that was his. Like, every article, every gift, like, everything. And I was giving it all back to him after the zoo. And um, I uh, I found the letter, you guys. Remember that letter from the first breakup that had the office quote? Obviously, like, when you're going through memories, memories are hard to go over. Especially, I was still, I was still in a position, you guys, where I was just constantly blaming myself, you know? Like, constantly. So I was still in this position where I was like, you are the reason this has all happened. You are at fault. And I made myself believe that like the way that I was retaliating to my situation was all my fault, you know? And I'll unpack that idea a little later because I know there are a lot of like relationships or a lot of people that find themselves in relationships where they are being constantly gaslit or they're being emotionally manipulated into believing things that are specifically being done to them are their fault. And I'm not saying that's like, that's not where I was. Like, I don't feel like I was intentionally emotionally manipulated. You know, I just felt like the way that I was retaliating to my situations, I, I fucked with my own mind because of my insecurity. And I clouded a lot of the ways that I perceived myself. And obviously the situations that I was in 
was not helping that and like the way that I was being treated was not helping that but I'm not like placing all the blame on him if that makes sense I don't want anyone to think that's the case at all but I wrote down the quote that that office quote I wish there was some way to know we're still in the good old days before we actually left them and then I wrote this the next day right before the zoo well it is going to be quite the day last night was a lot to say the least I guess I'm really living up to the idea that healing is hard. I read those letters and just started crying like a baby, which is why I know there's no way I can get rid of them or keep them. I felt so weird last night because of the way nobody wants to hang out with him. I wish there was something I could do, but at the end of the day, they're right. It is no one's fault but his. And yet, I still feel like I should protect him. I pray for a buttload of strength for today. As it grows closer to the time, I am dreading it. Especially after reading those letters and seeing the zoo mentioned in like every single one of these. And then I start to panic, you guys, okay? Like literally, I'm I'm looking at this and my handwriting like gets frantic. Oh man, why the heckles did I agree to this? Literally, why, why, why? Oh my goodness gracious, why the heck didn't you stop me? Oh my gosh, I think I'm going to be sick. Okay, I'm being exaggerative, but still. Please, please, please give me strength and guidance. I don't want it to be awkward. Oh man, my chest literally feels so heavy. I'm going to die, literally. Sorry, I keep banging things, you guys. And then we did that zoo thing. And and this is the very last time I ever wrote about him. I wrote, I wish I could just turn it off. Every memory, feeling, and emotion. I wish we never dated. I wish you never put him in my life. I wish I could wake up tomorrow with no le- recollection of anything. I'm feeling really stupid. Sad face. <laughs> And that was pretty much one of the the last moments that I really gave to him. And um, now we got to get into this, okay? Now we got to understand. And I hope this is kind of making sense, like what, what I went through and my mindset and how it was a lot of my insecurity. One of the things that I really wanted to highlight is no matter what's going down, if you're at the level I was at, if it's a little bit, whatever is being told, whatever you are telling yourself, it's not true. And it took me a really, really long time to get to a point where I could actually give myself grace, you guys, because feeling insecurity, feeling all these things, being upset, being angry, um, trying to work through life and so, yes, yeah, like, okay, there were days where I something would happen and I did not act in a way I should have, you know? And there I know there are so many moments where you guys can think of like a situation that you've been in where that little voice in your head or where, that, where a lie is spoken over you or where something is said to you and your walls go up or you retaliate in a way that is not healthy or you retaliate in a way that isn't necessarily mature or you get upset, right? And sometimes you can beat yourself up over it even though like you're not necessarily at fault, you know, even though it was more like you were believing lies you were told or something happened to you. Like, like if you have been in a situation where you actually have been emotionally manipulated or gaslit and you have like been literally manipulated or your brain or the way that your brain works has been twisted into blaming yourself, that happens. Or they're just, like I said earlier, they're just situations where you might've not acted in a way that you're proud of, but you've blamed yourself. And one of the things that I noticed as I like kind of took myself out of this journey was that there were so many moments where I blamed myself, but I didn't necessarily give myself grace. Like you can see in these journal entries, there will be moments where I'm like, I understand this is not a healthy mindset or I understand why. 
but I continue to just berate myself. I continue to be like, you suck. Why would you do this? What is wrong with you? And I didn't look at the whole picture. I didn't look at like, okay, it's not just your fault. I didn't look at the fact like, okay, there's a lot more in play. I didn't look at the fact that like there were some more things that you are not at fault at, like being cheated on. Senior year, I was like, if I do this, if I do this, it might make him do this. If I do this, if I tell him about this, it might make him feel upset. If he feels upset, upset he might feel inferior. If he, he feels inferior, he might cheat on me again. And I was in that motion, right? But I didn't like, I, I, once again, I didn't look at the whole picture. I didn't realize, okay, it's not just you. He has an individual mind of his own. He knows what he's doing. He knows what his actions are. He's the one not communicating with you. He's the one who has insecurities of his own. But at the time I was like, no, it is all your fault. You need to act a certain way. You need to do things a certain way to stop this, to put an end to this. And then afterwards, when that drove me crazy and then I was like, and then we broke up and I was like, you are the reason that we broke up or like, you are the reason. I was telling myself over and over, like if you hadn't have acted crazy, if you hadn't have done this, if you hadn't have been in this way, if you hadn't have, like you can hear back to one of the entries, I was literally like, I feel guilty for the way that I treated him. I feel guilty for all these things. I feel guilty for the way that long distance made me. And it's like, once again, you're placing all the blame on yourself. You're self-aware of that. Yes, your bad actions. And that's very important. Being self-aware of like where you fucked up in the past, that's important. But once again, I was not giving myself any grace. I was not like, you were a 17 year old Jasmine. You were 17 years old trying to be in an adult relationship. You were, instead I was like, I'm complete trash. Like I'm a trash human being. And that's where I was in this time. And then I was like on after the breakup, then I got to the point where I was being used as this emotional punching bag where the meanest things were said to me. And I took it because I was like, that's what a best friend does. A best friend listens to a rant, even if it's, even if the underlying connotation of that rant is that you suck. A best friend does that. And that still drove me crazy because there would be days where I retaliated in the same way. I was like, do you not see the things that you are saying to me? Then I would get upset and I would get angry, right? And then because of that, all of a sudden we're not friends anymore. And then all of a sudden I find myself on this bandwagon where I'm blaming myself again. If you hadn't have retaliated, if you would have just sat there and taken it, if you wouldn't have picked a fight, would you be in a different situation? Would you still have your friend? And I never ever ever gave myself grace I never looked at the whole picture and in a way that was hindering me okay because when you're dealing with insecurity when you're battling lies when you are battling anything along the lines of this it's one thing to look at a hurdle in your past in your path I mean it's one thing to look at that and know like okay like like being cheated on for example it's one thing to look at that hurdle and be like what good is going to come from this what can I do to step over this but for me I was stopped right in front of it and all I could see was this cement wall and on the wall it was painted this is your fault that was all and in a way that hindered me because all I could do was just blame myself and shit on myself and so that's why I felt so much empathy when when I saw all those red flags when I was being stalked because I was like I did the exact same thing I acted in an exact same way and it ruined my life and I'm still working on it there are so many days I wake up and I I, I'm not gonna lie to you there are days where I I think back to something and I'm like why did you say that why did you do that and I have to be like give yourself grace Jasmine forgive yourself you are human and most of the times the reason that you're acting in that way is because of the insecurity that you were carrying 
and having insecurity is so fucking exhausting you guys having that insecurity is so exhausting because i know there are so many of us who feel like we cannot authentically live we cannot authentically live in like any situation it doesn't have to be just be in your relationship it doesn't have to be like you like you can't be yourself authentically in a relationship it can literally be like you are going to school or you are posting a picture online and you are telling yourself these lies or you are being told lies or you have insecurity that is literally damaging you that is literally causing pieces of yourself to break off because you are trying to fit the mold of whatever lie is being spoken over you there are too many of us who have been in that situation and i know mine's like a little more like like mine's like an extreme and i know like maybe some of you guys won't be able to relate to that but what i'm saying is it is exhausting when you cannot carry yourself in a way that you want to it is exhausting when you have to stop going after the things you love because you feel like you might piss people off or because you feel like you are going to make someone else feel bad or because you are trying to fit the mold of a perfect girlfriend like I was trying to do that and I I hated myself for it. I hated who I became and I know that it is so extremely draining and it's so tiring to carry that weight around you and I know that it can be hard to get rid of insecurity. It is not like one day you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm no longer going to be insecure. It's not that at all. It like it's not that at all, but the thing is, you need to be like self self-awareness is so important. You need to be self-awareness of your intentions, of the way that you react to certain situations and the and you need to be self-aware of what's truly being told to you, like what's true and what's a lie or what is insecurity and how is that like the root of what's happening or how is that stemming into your actions? You need to be aware of that and you need to be willing to not only work on that, but you also need to give yourself grace over that cuz you are gonna fuck up you are going to fuck up i fucked up i did stupid things i picked stupid fights i acted in certain ways i got angry i was bitter i i did certain things too but you need to give yourself grace in that sense you need to be like you know what i'm forgiving myself and you also need to realize that you are worth so much more than you believe you are. I have no idea if any of this made sense to be completely honest i kind of just winged it this has just been what's on my heart it took me a really really long time to be able to look in the mirror and see a person that was myself, to be able to walk around and actually know that I was living true to myself, that I wasn't hiding pieces of me, that I wasn't trying to shape myself for someone else, that I wasn't putting my everything into someone else, that I wasn't putting all my worth into another person or into like my job. Like it it doesn't have to be a relationship. You could be putting your worth in like, like material items or material possessions or things like that. It took me a really long time to realize that that was not where my worth was. My worth was inside of me. And it took me a really long time to be able to confidently walk in it. And I I fuck up too, you guys. Like, in no way am I perfect. In no way do I have, like, a holier-than-thou manner. But I just wanted to say it took me a while to get this point, you guys. And I don't ever want any of you guys to be hindered in the way that my insecurity hindered me. And I don't want any of you guys to ever have to go out and find validation in different ways, whether it's with the people that you have sex with, whether it's with um, like things that you buy or, or I don't know, like things that you do. Don't go into it with the intention that this is where your worth comes from or this is where your validation comes from. And don't change who you are to meet another person's expectations. Don't let that limit you or let that limit your growth or let that limit what you want to go after. Don't do that to yourself because you're going to burn yourself out and I burnt myself out, and now there's a plane going over us. Great. (laughs) I feel like, oh, it's getting louder.
I feel like this is kind of such a shitty episode. I'm not going to lie to you guys. An hour of the audio got cut out. So I kind of like lost my train of thought. And so I kind of had to like backtrack and pretend that I, I was like trying to remember everything. So I hope that some of it made sense because I swear it was really good. And then I literally lost an hour of me crying. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, I hope this made sense in some way. All right. With that being said, you've actually made it to the end of another episode. Thank you guys for sticking around as always. I know this one was really kind of sad and I was definitely trying not to cry. And I'm sure you could hear me like going in and out of crying, but I, I do have fun episodes in store. I promise. I know it sounds like I don't, um, but I have a lot of great episodes in store. We're going to be talking about so many fun things. I'm bringing in so many fun guests. I just really wanted to talk about this because I don't want anyone to ever be in a position that I was in. I don't want you to ever feel like you have to hide you who you are. I don't want you to ever find yourself in a position where you're constantly blaming yourself. I don't want you to ever find yourself in a position where you let insecurity fuck with your mind in the way that I did. You might not let it fuck with your mind in the extremities to which I did, but like even things as little, I've seen people who are like, I'm afraid to post this on my Instagram story because I don't want to cause controversy or I don't want to piss people off. And I don't want you to ever be like, in a mindset where you're getting your validation from other people's acceptance, where you're getting your insecurities shut down by the acceptance of others. I don't want you to be in that position. I want you to be able to find that in yourself. And I want you to be able to live true to yourself. And I want you to be able to walk confidently in yourself without ever putting your, your worth and your confidence in others or other situations or other material items, because it doesn't just have to be with relationships. So that's why I wanted to talk to you about how I kind of went through that journey myself. And I, like I said before, I really hope this did make some sense if it didn't, I'm sorry. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Peace out, I guess. <laughs>